Yes, that's right. You are on cruise control. Welcome, everyone. It's Fred Staub taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. Along with me is my partner in crime, Les Jackson. And Les... Yes, indeed. We have and a ton of stories. We do. Um, what a surprise. We have more stories than we have time for. Yeah, well, uh, we're going to jump right into it because it's been a big... A uh, week in the auto industry, no shortage of new model reveals lately, and this week did not disappoint it, uh, us in any way. Uh, they took the wraps off of Nissan's Z Proto, which is going to become probably the 400Z. They're calling it the Z Proto right now, and it takes a bit of styling from Z cars of the past. What did you think of it? Did you watch the reveal? I, I did. I really liked the looks of it. I didn't like the color. No, I didn't like the color. I've never been a fan of the yellow color, but apparently... It's a, it, but it's not even... It's like a greenish yellow. Yeah. A, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, that's uh, that. they'll make it in other colors, right? I'm sure. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but uh, it's cool. I'm looking forward to it. Plus, Hyundai reveals its brand new Tucson crossover. Yeah, this has got some pretty swoopy bodywork, a little bit different, and some technology. We'll tell you about that. Plus, we'll have this year's Made in America Index, which tells you which vehicles have the most U.S.-made content. Ford Rangers, uh, Ford's Ranger did very well, and this week uh, they released a new off-road edition of it called the Tremor. We'll tell you about that as well. And it's one of the oldest models still in production, but that's going to change on September 18th because, yep. you know, uh, we were we were talking just moments ago yeah, about about, uh, about uh, Nissan's 400Z. Yeah, and uh, and it is here, and we'll tell you all about that. Plus, yeah. wow, that's only. Yes. Anyway, we reveal. Yes, we, we already we already complained about the color. Yes. <laughs> so uh, we but but as you said, they'll they'll paint it any color you like. Yeah. And plus, we're going to talk tech. We're going to uh, figure out a way to unlock your car with your face. As what do well, I always? Would I want, <laughs> why would I want to do that? I always say cars are becoming smartphones and what do you do you can unlock your smartphone with your face so i don't why not like your looking in a mirror <laughs> <laughs> i honestly uh, I you look at the car the car will lock itself that's <laughs> most most cars run away from me when they when they see my face but anyway <laughs> and you have a at the wheel review i do an at the wheel review of the honda crv touring edition it's one of the best-selling small crossovers uh in this country we'll tell you about that and more when we get rolling on this edition of cruise control Listen to the live feed of Cruise Control Radio every Saturday at 10 a.m. Eastern. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com to find out how to do it. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control. That's Fred here. Well, let's uh, let's talk about that Nissan. Whatever the Z is going to be called. <laughs> well, We're pretty sure. Sh- 
We're pretty sure it's 400. Yeah, they did call it uh, Proto-Z. Yeah, Proto Z. That's a bad name. Now, now, I watched the reveal. I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, it's, I kind of, here's my take on it. From the side, it looks really good. Slide profile, right? You've got that quarter window that harkens back to the early yep. days of the Z car. The front, I would call it a, a little less detailed than I would like. I'd like, there's a lot of big, flat, empty surfaces that I would like to see more detail in, whether it's a styling line or a airport or something like that. Well, hmm. And then, weirdly, the back looks like uh, the, uh, I guess it would be the 300Z. Which it Z, actually the ZX, looks more like the, more like a Pontiac Trans Am. I was gonna say <laughs> the 300 ZX was kind of when it was kind of bloated in that, wasn't it? Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and had the cushy seats and stuff. It that's right. I have to confess, I really kind of like it. Okay, but I would like. Um, hmm. I, I don't like the bottom cladding under the door. Mm -hmm. um, uh, but I don't mind the front end. I certainly like the roof line. Some people thought the front end looked like an S2000. Yeah. Yeah. I can One see of that. the evilest hand handling cars that we ever drove. <laughs> One of the roughest riding cars I've ever been in. Yeah. Uh, of course, the S2000 from Honda has not been made in a while, but man, whew, that was pretty wicked, wicked driving car. Um, I think the best view is from the side for me. That has the silhouette. It has sort of the long, uh, flat rear roof, um, you know, and it has the hips of the Z cars of the past. I don't like the taillights to me. That harkens back to one of the Z's yeah. that I don't like. I and don't I, like it either. It's 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 dated looking. But here's the thing. You know, we haven't talked about this. It looks like white letter tires are making a comeback, doesn't it? It does. And I never liked them in the 70s. I still don't like them. I think they take away from the look of a car. But it certainly sported these, this Z-Proto sported these when it came out. Now, uh, we don't know. The interior, by the way, is very retro, which is fine. We don't know a lot about it. It will have a V6 twin-turbo engine. It will have a six-speed manual with an automatic also in development. The length will be 172.5 inches. The width will be 72.8 inches. Height is 51.6 inches. Uh, and tire size, front 255-40R19 and rear 285-35R19s. That's a, that's a lot of tire. Uh, how close do you think it will look to this when it actually is produced? I mean, it has, it has the door handles. It has the side view mirrors. Uh, but it is being called the Proto. Uh, I I think they're going to just sort of clean up some of the body folds. Okay. 
All right. Um, it's just a little bit too uh, Tesla-ish. Okay. In the front. I just think the front doesn't have enough detail in it. Maybe, you know, I don't know. I think I just see that yeah. it, it looks a little bit too undetailed, I'll say. But the grill, the grill just looks like, you know, we designed it because we <laughs> couldn't do any more than just draw a parallelogram. Uh yeah. And I'm really not a fan of the back, as as you said, it's a Trans Am taillight or or brings back the uh, the days of the of the bulbous uh, overblown z's that were not the ones i would want to remember i would yeah. have gone with a uh some kind of different rear styling but i do like the two-tone paint i'm a big fan of that with the black roof i think that's cool i, lo- I do like the quarter window and all we can say is we'll we'll see what happens with it because uh you know it just was revealed and let's see what happens when it goes into production. Um, we'll, we'll have to see. Um, another reveal this week, Les was the 2022. There you have it. 2022. Um, Hyundai Tucson, which is pretty cool, right? It is. Uh, of course it's a very successful SUV crossover. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I think it needed a bit of a refresh. Uh, you know, it's, it wasn't bad. No, but but you look at some of the body lines here. They're very swoopy. Uh, they call it parametric dy- dynamics. What the heck does that mean? Uh, it, lo- it means like what that looks like. <laughs> uh, <they're, laughs> uh, how can I describe it? There's not really many flat surfaces on the vehicle especially even on the sides. They're highly styled, lots of lines. Uh, they have a, an incredible-looking interior. I think that's one, just looking at it, that's one of my favorite interiors there, just looking at this picture. But we're going to talk more about it when we come back on Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We are just getting started, so stay tuned to your on-air automotive magazine. Friendless, we'll be right back. For the latest updates on Cruise Control, follow us on Twitter at Cruise Control Rad. That's C-R-U-I-S-E-C-T-R-L-R-A-D. Cruise Control Rad. Cruise Control. And welcome back to Cruise Control Radio. Fred Stubb, Les Jackson, taking you on a ride around the automotive industry. New models, information you can use if you're heading out to the dealership or the used car lot. Either one of those. New new models on the way. lot to talk about. We're telling you a little bit about the 2022 Hyundai Tucson that made its reveal this week in Korea. Uh, they call it a radically redesigned compact crossover as you were talking about it, less a lot of folds in the body, lots of styling lines. Uh, they call, <laughs> call it parametric dynamics. Uh, and, okay. I... and, uh, but, but I'm not done yet. A kinetic jewel of surface detailing. I just don't buy that. <laughs> and and it's loaded with sensuous sportiness. Yep, they said that. 
Thank you. Thank you, Puffy. (laughs) (laughs) And it drove good. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, it drives good. (laughs) Um, In in journalism, that that phrase is known as a puff piece. (laughs) Puff piece, yes. It's just a lot of words thrown together that sound good, but they don't really mean anything. Word salad, right? Parametric. Come on. Well, uh, we may not be all there yet on the love of the body styling of this, but no, but I don't think so. I'll reserve I'll reserve judgment till we see it in the few in in the real sheet metal and have a chance to drive it. But just looking at the interior, I think uh, the folks at Hyundai have done an incredible job with the interior. Uh, they've got two cockpit styling, which is always one of my favorite. Just like you think back to the early Corvettes. That's always that's kind of the first spot I think I can see. Right, uh, and early uh, Thunderbirds too, right? You had an early right. Thunderbird fifty-five, didn't that have? No, that was an open seat. Um, but the later, the uh, sixty, fifty-nine, sixty, and and from there on out, they were the twin cockpits. Well, that's cool. I just like that style. They have see, a me too. Hoodless digital cluster uh, directly in front of the driver. Huge 10.25 inches of display. Of course, that's become the normal. Um, and uh, the Hyundai says, Hyundai says it boasts 38.7 cubic feet of cargo space, which puts it on par with the Toyota RAV4 and the Honda CRV. Speaking of Honda CRV, got an at the wheel review of that one yeah. c- coming up. Uh, I will say this: this interior looks much nicer than it's, uh, Honda it's CRV. Very, very pretty interior. Looks like a luxury car. Yeah, uh, and the power is comparable to a Honda CRV. Uh, 2.5 liter direct injected four cylinder, 190 horsepower. Which, by the way, doesn't sound like a lot from a 2.5 liter engine nowadays. No, but it's uh, you know it's probably not stressed very much. And uh, hybrid, hybrid, and plug-in hybrid models will be powered by a 1.6 liter engine with a total output of 230 horsepower. I ha- I have to say, a small crossover like this, that is has plug-in hybrid capability could be a really cool player in in the market. I think we're going to see a lot more of these. Once again, you know, you're probably going to get 20, 25 miles of pure electric power uh and then it will convert over to a a long range hybrid vehicle. Uh that with all-wheel drive, I think could be a sweet spot that we may see emerging in this in this um industry in, in this uh, marketplace, you know, for these vehicles. What do you think? I mean, we're I seeing it with RAV4. We're going to we see it with a CRV. Now we're seeing it with a, a Hyundai Tucson. Every This is, uh, it used to be that the busiest segment was the entry-level luxury car. Right. Now it's, now it's this segment. Yeah. Uh, we will, we will definitely see where this goes. But uh, I, I also think, too, when you put a smaller engine in, as, as you'll feel, hear in my review of the uh, Honda CRV coming up, 
and a CVT, you start to lose some of the fun driving capabilities. And I think if you have electric power, uh, that can bring them back, you know, because eventually I think the typical internal combustion engine vehicle will get such a small engine and a CVT transmission and stop start and all that, uh, that the fun of driving it will go away compared to an electric vehicle. And that could make people buy a lot more electric vehicles because they're more fun to drive. Um, That's right. And this, I think, will allow people to have the fun of an electric vehicle with the range. So I think you're going to see a lot more of this coming to the compact crossover segment, um, you know, that gets kind of the best of both worlds. And, you know, we're going to see more of these. So obviously uh this is hyundai's entry into that field with a with a name that's been around for a long time but a lot of style and a lot a great interior and we'll tell you what we think of the exterior when we see it for sure but uh we should talk about this made in america index we talk about it a lot uh each year and it's also a good tool if you're thinking about buying a vehicle and where a vehicle's made and where it's assembled uh, are important to you. So uh, it's done each year. They look at each vehicle, the percentage of U.S. Canadian content, where it's made, the transmission, the labor, uh, even where the profit goes less, which is, which is really a lot of detail if that's something that you're concerned about. When you buy a car, now, I don't know how many yeah. people are, but it's certainly good news to have and good information to have if you are concerned about where it's assembled and where the profit goes, right? Yeah, that's right. It gives you an idea of how many American jobs um, are are filled up building this particular car. So mm-hmm. um, it's good information. Yeah, it is good information, and uh, it's. If you're buying a vehicle and you're spending upwards of $35,000, it's just another bit of data to plug in to your decision point. And, uh, you know, I think I think it's good stuff. Now, we will talk about the winner this year is the um, Ford Ranger, which has a tremendous amount of U.S. content, doesn't it? It does. Its uh, its domestic content score is eighty five. Wow, uh, which is terrific. Um, interesting. The second place is the Camaro, which you would expect. Yep, American car, but uh, it its score was lower because its manual transmission is is a foreign sourced transmission. Probably a ZF transmission. Probably, probably. German. Uh, but isn't that interesting? Yeah. And another car you would think would be tremendously American, and it is, is the Chevy Corvette, of course, built in Bowling Green, Kentucky. Uh, and, uh, you know, it talks about the engine source and all that. It's all, I guess, 64% of the content is U.S. or Canadian, right? Yeah, which these days... Is, is a large percentage. Now, this index, it's called the Made in America Auto Index. It's re- researched by Frank Dubois, uh, and uh, he is at the American University in Washington, D.C., not too far from where you are. Right over here. Yeah. 
and uh, they it basically helps people determine the origin of its car, uh, how American a car actually is by evaluating and ranking over 500 car models based on their country of origin and several factors that can be uh, found uh, on the car. Now, how they have seven indexes here. The profit margin, which is uh, measured based on the location of the automaker's headquarters, labor, location of research and development, inventory, capital, engine, transmission, and body, chassis, and electrical components. We'll dig into these numbers when we come back. We're also, we'll also talk about uh, the uh, Ford Ranger being on top and a new model coming out for the Ford Ranger, the Tremor. So stay tuned. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control. Listen, Fred here. We were talking about Made in America, all these ratings, uh, which vehicles have the highest U.S. content, obviously made here, uh, and uh, other things like the engine source, transmission source, profit. Doesn't yeah. actually tell us the profit. Well, it they have a, a formula for that. Because some people, even though it's made in the U.S., they want the profit to stay in the U.S. too. Sure. When they buy a vehicle. So profit margin, if the, if the automaker's global headquarters is located in the U.S., the model receives a six. If not, the model receives a zero. The assumption here is that on average, 6% of the vehicle's value is a profit margin. So if it's a U.S. automaker, the profits remain in the country. So if, if, its global headquarters is located in the U.S. It receives a six. Okay, so Ford, once again, scores obviously well with the Ranger because 70% is made in the uh, U.S. The profit stays here. Um, and uh, it looks like virtually everything is made in the U.S. on, on the Ranger, which is pretty cool. Uh, we told you about the Chevrolet Camaro, uh, automatic, is it automatic transmission AT? I guess that's what it stands. That's for. right. It's the automatic because the stick is foreign. Uh, German. okay. And uh, Chevy Corvette. Let's, let's punch through some of these numbers. Chevy, uh, I'm sorry, Jeep Cherokee Trailhawk, 69%. Um, and, uh, of course that, that has a, somewhat foreign ownership and getting even more foreign as we uh, talk. Um, that gets only a three on that. But um, Cadillac CT4, 55%. Um, Tesla gets a 55% rating. By the way, a lot of these numbers, at the end of the uh, study, they said Tesla was difficult to work with on getting these numbers. <laughs> Gee, uh, Mustang 2.3 liter EcoBoost engine with the EcoBoost engine, 51%. Uh, interesting. The F-150 uh, with the uh, 5 liter, 
of that comes from uh, the U.S. or Canada. So down a little bit more. But Hondas, like the Acura TLX, 70% of the content is uh, U.S. or Canada. Um, Interesting numbers. We'll put a link up to all these numbers. We can't go through all of them on our uh, show because we'd be here talking about it endlessly. But it is uh, called the Made in America Auto Index by Frank Dubois. Uh, and the the American University uh, of Washington, D.C. And uh, I'm going to put a link up to this page on our Facebook uh, page uh, once we go to break here because there is just a ton of information and uh, really good stuff if you want to, when you go out to buy your new vehicle, if you're concerned where it's built or not. Now, some people are not concerned at all and don't care. Uh, like certain Buick models are made in China and they don't really care about it. That's right. But that's um, fine too. That's right. But just as many, many people are concerned about buying local produce. Right. And they're, you know, rather than stuff shipped from Venezuela. Yeah. um, You have, you know, equal numbers of people that that want to buy domestic because they want to support, you know, the home jobs and you can buy a honda as we found out that is built in the u.s if you want to do that and uh, the profit won't stay there but but the work does and a lot of that time sometimes that vehicle has a lot of american content as to as well so 70 yeah, percent usually kia optima is 60 percent just here just it's just another tool when you go out to buy yeah. a vehicle so Let's jump into a somewhat new model. Uh, This is kind of exciting. The most American-made vehicle out there is the Ford Ranger, and they have a brand-new off-road package called the Tremor. We we saw this on the F-150. I think they had a F-150 Tremor a while back. And it is the most off-road-capable factory-built Ranger ever for U.S. customers. And... Uh, it comes once again with the good stuff right from the factory. Fox 2.0 mono tube dampers and rear piggyback reservoirs on those shocks, specially tuned front coilover and rear leaf springs, 32 inch Continental General Grabber all terrain tires, and a six switch auxiliary power pack to manage accessories, including winches, light bars, and air compressors. Uh, there is a one-inch wider stance thanks to these tires, and it features magnetic painted wheels, hoop-style steps, and rear recovery hooks. Now, here's here's the deal on these things. You probably can't build it for the price they are charging. You can't. You. And you, you, it's, it's impossible. Very well engineered because they have to test this stuff and this combination uh, more than anyone else would be if you bought a new ranger and started building it out right absolutely i I, honestly i i don't see why you would want to build any kind of an off-road thing yourself and you can still add things to this like you know uh, a winch on the front but you've got all the wiring and you've got the uh switch gear for it which is great so you don't have to Go adding those toggle switches and drilling holes in your brand new <laughs> dash, right? Uh, yep. As we've all done in the past uh, for stuff. Um, 
yeah, looks looks cool and a nice factory package. It's not the Raptor uh, Ranger Raptor that everyone was thinking about, but it is somewhere in between. Uh, power, of course, is the 2.3 liter EcoBoost engine with 270 horsepower. Best in class torque, 310 foot pounds. Uh, this looks like a nice package. Uh, the package pricing starts uh, at $4,290, which is not bad at all when you think about that. If you went out to buy those wheels, those tires, those Fox shocks, the uh, lift, the lift kit, and some of the other things, you'd probably spend more than that, wouldn't you? I think you'd probably spend 50% more. Yeah. You probably spend almost all that budget on the tires and wheels. That's what I would think. The wheels probably yeah. would be a couple of thousand plus the tires, and then you don't have the Fox shocks and all that, and you don't have the engineering that they've done. So I think this is a great starting point if someone wants to build a cool truck. Maybe I'd add a, a different uh, bumper on the front with a winch. Once again, you have those switches inside ready to wire up for that and maybe a few other accessories. But beyond that, I would... Uh, I would let the suspension mods and the shock mods to the folks over at uh, Ford. They've done a great, great deal with that. And uh, certainly I think they've done a great deal with the Ranger and basically have opened up the, the um, compact, as, although it's hard to call this a compact pickup, but it is. Uh, the compact pickup market, once again, they've reignited it, haven't they? They have. Uh, now, Frankly, six years ago, this would have been a full-size truck. That's true as well. I mean, they've really grown, but uh, you see an awful lot of these things on the road. And uh, it's a big profit margin for Ford or, or any manufacturer. And, um, you know, so pretty cool. That is the Ford Tremor. We'll have more talk about that. Of course, it also comes with all the good stuff, frame-mounted steel, front bash plate, and underbody skid plates, terrain management system, and more. So all all engineered in. Pretty good stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, you want to talk a little tech here? Sure. What about unlocking your vehicle with your face? <laughs> uh, well, it is apparently coming to Cadillac, the XT4 Cadillac, uh, at least in China, and I think it will be coming to the U.S. Uh, as well. But right now, it's coming to China. Costs about, uh, I think, $1,479, the equivalent of it. You can look at your car, and it will unlock the Face ID keyless feature. Uh, it uses a RGB camera to scan the face of the individual and can identify up to 160 different facial features. Uh, and it activates the high-def camera module through the user's mobile phone with Bluetooth recognition that will wake up the camera. It will function in extreme weather or day or night. And I think we will see this because what is one of the things I say, Les Jackson? I say cars are becoming a lot more like cell phones, and this is something you can do on your cell phone, and you'll be able to do it on your car. So... Yeah, you're right. I think you'll see more of this coming up. And uh, stay tuned to Cruise Control Radio because we'll keep you up to date on that. When we come back, 
We're going to have an at-the-wheel review of one of the best-selling CUVs, the Honda CRV Touring Edition. So stay tuned to Cruise Control, and we will be right back. Cruise Control Radio goes live every Saturday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern. To listen, click the link on our homepage. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com. Cruise Control. Welcome back to Cruise Control Radio, your on-air automotive magazine. Fred Staub, Les Jackson, you, the audience, with us for the ride around the automotive industry. New models, reviews, information. You're out there buying. We're looking to buy. Well, let us uh, let us do the driving, and we'll tell you about it. Right, Les? Absolutely. Please let us do the driving so there won't be any traffic. <laughs> yes, and do not be that sleeping guy in the Tesla on autopilot. Yeah, that... It, it, losing his license for one day. Yeah, in Canada, the guy was sleeping doing 93 miles an hour, police chasing him and his passenger that were both reclined in the seat, completely zing away. That's, that's, you should go to jail for that. I, you know, I think if someone said, well, just you can't drive tomorrow, I would be like, I really got Man. out of that one. <laughs> like, no problem, I'll stay home. Guarantee you, I'll mm-hmm. take a picture of me at home at my desk every 10 minutes. So, hey, let's do an at-the-wheel review. We love to review cars. Last hour, you reviewed this uh, Jeep Gladiator. Mine is, well, a little more than half the price of that, but <laughs> it is uh, one of the most popular CUVs out there right now. The Honda CRV. It's been one of the best sellers for a long, long time. I remember when the CRV came out, you said I think you you even tested one that was sixteen thousand dollars. It that's right. It was like a little van type thing with the wheel on the back, you know, uh, the the spare tire on the back hatch, right? Yeah, it was sort of like a Civic SUV. Yeah, Civic SUV. Well. Uh, this is significantly upgraded uh, for this year, the Honda CRV for the 2020 model year. It gets upgrades in technology, features, and the LX powertrain. Ours was the top of the range, of course, touring edition with a 1.5 liter turbo engine. Um, and uh, not a lot of horsepower here 190 horsepower, 1.5 liter direct injection engine. Hmm. Uh, with the CVT transmission, all-wheel drive system, four-wheel disc brakes. What's really nice is Honda has made Honda Sensing standard. That is their, that is their uh, suite of safety features. It's standard on all grades. Uh, sales, U.S. sales have now topped five million. Whew. Yeah, over the past twenty-two years. Hard to believe it's twenty-two years old. Right, I tell you, I don't know. Just time went away while we weren't looking. <laughs> now this uh, engine, one point five liter turbo, now is is standard on the LX trim, which is below the one we tested. It replaces a two point four liter naturally aspirated engine. So the one point five turbo bumps up the horsepower from the two point four natural by six horsepower 
and a flatter mm. torque curve as well. And as I said, uh, they all the vehicles get the Honda Sensing safety and driver assistance technologies. Uh, that's all the lane keeping and, uh, you know, the emergency braking and crash avoidance and all that, which is great. Uh, I think that is, is wonderful. Pedestrian sensing capability, road departure mitigation, lane departure warning, all that and more. And it all comes standard, uh, which is great to see. Good job. Honda, I think that is a, a great, great thing. Uh, fine, fine company. And on the inside, I think I think you would know that you're in a CRV because the shifter keeps that that high mounting position that we're used to. Uh, I've always liked Honda interiors; they seem to go the extra mile. Uh, by the way, we got some pictures up on our Facebook page if you want to head over there and, and follow along. Um, they always go the extra mile with interiors. They look uh, more expensive, uh, like they're from a more expensive vehicle. One thing I didn't like, they've gone halfway with this. This is a pet peeve of mine. I want a tuning knob and a volume knob on the uh, infotainment system. They've gone halfway. They give you a volume knob, which is good, but the tuning is still a feature that oh, you're playing around with your finger. Electron. I don't like that. I don't I, like I that. Just... If you remember, Honda went away from volume controls on virtually all their cars a while back, and people really cited it for them. They didn't like that. They did the slider with your finger. Put a knob on it. It's easy. It, I think it leads to less distraction, you know? Uh, I agree. One of the neat things I like about it, another pet peeve of mine, just, just the <laughs> weird car reviewer here that happens to be me is i like it when the rear seats fold flat for your cargo area they do in this vehicle which is really good makes a flat load floor um you know typically that's done by uh moving the lower cushion a little bit further forward and i think that's a great thing when they fold flat and they do in this case so i like that a lot interior room was really great uh plenty of room in the this vehicle that is small on the outside but big on the inside. Um, it kind of reminds me of the Fit in many ways, the Honda Fit, which is no longer brought into the U.S. market. Uh, on the road, I found it didn't have a lot of power. Uh, I, I thought it could use more power, really, than 190 horsepower. Did not feel fast. And I also thought it should get a little bit better mileage. It's rated uh, at uh, 27 City, 32 Highway, for a combined of 29, I would have liked to seen that a little bit higher, especially for the small engine and the uh, CVT transmission. And maybe, maybe it was the fact that the engine was revving up with that CVT noticeably on the highway that made me felt like it wasn't really that quick off the line. But it's just the way it is, just the way it is. Uh, but uh, you do get a lot in the Touring Edition. You do get heated front seats. You do uh, get leather seats, um, and you do get things like the power moonroof with tilt feature, LED fog lights, LED headlights. You know, that always brings on a good safety rating for the vehicle. Uh, a heated power door mirrors, uh, a tailgate spoiler, walkaway auto lock, which is kind of nice, although I would always press it <laughs> to make sure it was locked. That's just the way sure. I am. 
uh, dual zone automatic climate control with air filtration, the heated steering wheel. Love heated steering wheels, don't you? I do. Um, uh, uh, you know, I think we're spoiled, but I, I do love them. Yeah. Um, capless fuel filler. I've come to like that feature on vehicles. So yeah. you don't have to mess with the, with that. Um, I've obviously, I didn't take this. It's not a severe off-roader. It's more of a snow and slush off-roader. We didn't have any of that to review that with, but overall the safety rating, it gets a five-star safety rating, five stars across the board, except for four stars for the passenger front infernal crash and four stars for rollover. Uh, and, uh, so five stars overall. Uh, final assembly point interesting of, of for this vehicle is Alliston, Ontario, Canada. Mm. But I didn't know that. Engine comes from USA and transmission comes from USA. So total price with $1,095 destination was $35,845, which seems a little high to me, but it remember- It seems high to me, yeah. It, it is competing with things like the RAV4, which are pricey vehicles as well uh it was a really really cool vehicle otherwise though i like the size of it i like the interior of it just thought it could use a little bit more power and a little bit better mpg but uh good vehicle good visibility on the inside um and comfortable with a lot of a lot of features that is the 2020 crv 1.5 liter turbo touring edition all-wheel drive Hey, we appreciate you listening to Cruise Control Radio. Don't forget to check us out at cruisecontrolradio.com where you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, and more. Time for me to say I'm Fred Stop. I'm Les Jackson. We'll see you down the road. Bye. Cruise Control Radio is your on-air automotive magazine. Go to www.cruisecontrolradio.com for more information.